Alright, you ready? Go to Carly Ray. Let's get started in three, two, one. So Cameron, you made us watch a terrible movie. I did. I was going to start off by apologizing. <laughs> I just heard such good things and I, I didn't have a bad time. You had a very bad time. I didn't understand what I was watching. Oh yes, we, so for context, tonight while eating dinner, I sat my boys on the floor so we could watch a movie while we ate dinner and we watched We Can Be Heroes on Netflix. And it's something. Something is exactly it what is it was. certainly something. Um, I guess there are merits to it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't think it took itself too seriously. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can agree with that. Which I think is a fun quality in a movie sometimes. It's true. I don't know. It was like one of those bad movies that was like trying to be bad. I felt like. Now, for context, I didn't know what Shark Boy and Lava Girl was until today. Mm-hmm. Um, had no clue. Never heard of it. I was, I think, a junior in high school when it came out. It was not the key to Yeah, we were a little outside of the age range. I knew what it was, but only because, like, I mean, I mean you were probably even a little too old for Spy Kids. Yeah, I never watched out. any of those. But, like, I remember watching the first two Spy Kids. Spy Kids 2 is pretty good. I mean, it's it's in that s- a similar vein to We Can Be Heroes, because it's, like, the same director. Okay. Um, but it's, like, absurd, but also kind of fun. Um, See, and I'm an absurd and fun lover. I just did not <laughs> understand what was... This the movie didn't, didn't grab me. Yeah, that's... He was not grabbed by it. No. The, there was a kid called Rewind, um, and I felt like he was the best character. He was a very good character. We're going to call this a Rewind Rewatch podcast now. Yeah, I don't... See, throughout the whole episode, they made everyone seem kind of useless, but Rewind was always doing good stuff. Mm-hmm. Like He could just rewind time, like, a little bit. Yeah. And it, he had a twin sister who could fast-forward time a little bit. But she was useless. Yeah, she couldn't really... That, like, that's not a very useful power. But Rewind, that's where it's at. He had Slow-Mo, who was really super fast, but was stuck in a time warp, so he moved really slow. He was the worst. But I loved him. Sorry, I'm looking for who our sponsor had, today is going to be. Um, just some other kids with a variety of powers. A kid who's, like, super-duper strong and powerful, but so strong and powerful that his muscles or, or his bones can't support him. I think that was a joke. I think his power was super-intelligence. I don't know, because he did that, that sweet uh, handstand. But that doesn't exactly, like, fit along with that power thing. I think I he guess was that's like, true. Maybe that's why his dad was proud of him, because he showed he didn't need the super-strength. Yeah, I think it was... I think he was just super-smart. He was very smart. Stretchy kid. Which it's, isn't a lame power at all. No, it's not a lame power, and he was useful the entire movie. He was constantly doing useful things and the singing girl she was doing some some useful things but everyone else was pretty pretty worthless mm-hmm. shark girl power yeah it's just that she was like the the little girl who has a lot of power like trope yeah like in uh the runaways that one girl who was also super strong if you want a good kids superhero superpower story you should read runaways it's oh. a marvel comic i would not seen the show to vouch for it I uh, saw the, the first. The comics are very good. I saw the first season of the show. It was pretty good. Yeah. Highly recommend the comics. Is that Brian K. Vaughn? Um, yeah. At least one run was. The original run. I, or not the original run, because the original run isn't actually the one that anyone thinks about. The one people think about is the run with, um, um, the, I mean, the cast of the TV show. Because there was like an older Runaways, but it was mm-hmm. a little more obscure. Yeah, I didn't know that one. I knew the Brian K. Vaughn one. It's very good. You should check it out. Uh, and if you want to show your kids a superhero movie, uh, may I suggest Sky High? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's actually delightful. Um, and it's on Disney+. Plus. It's not quite trying to be the slapstick this movie was, but it's also better. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Uh, Sky High is a good one. Um, the old Spider-Man cartoon is flawed, but good. X-Men Evolution. X-Men Evolution is excellent. Superb. Um, X-Men Evolution is excellent. You're right. Um, I've heard great things about the spectacular Spider-Man. I do not know where one watches that. No, I've seen some of Ultimate Spider-Man on Disney Plus also. It's pretty fun. I don't remember that one. Yeah, it's like young Peter Parker and he's like hanging out with a young Iron Fist and young Luke Cage, Power Man. Was that the the computer CG one? No, it's oh. animated. Okay. Well, anyway, lots of great superhero things out there. If you were a big fan of Shark, Shark Boy and Lava Boy Girl, and Lava Girl. you probably have a good time. Cannot say the same for Chance. 
Uh, yeah. No, it was not. Pedro Pascal's in it. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's and Christian a, Slater. I still don't know who that is. But Pedro Pascal's having a cultural moment right now. He's just Maxwell Lord. Um, anyway. Also The Mandalorian. Yeah. Also Game of Thrones. I never watched Game of Thrones. I feel like it, yes, we've established this. Yeah. Myself, also. Okay. Anyway. Capital Records, the official label of Counting Crows, unless someone real decides to sponsor us. <laughs> this is Boy Meets World Fever. I'm one of your hosts, Chance. And I'm your other host, Cameron. I felt it needed to be established why we were brought to you by Capital Records. Yeah. But we also know our real sponsor, Bishop Cider Company. Back again. <laughs> Bishop Cider Company. What are you drinking there, Cam? I just have it. I'm trying to, I've got another Texas tea, mm-hmm. which is what I had before. Earlier I had, it's called the Dark Side. Mm-hmm. Which was side C I D E like cider, mm-hmm. which was black currant, and it was very tart. And this coming up after it, this black tea and lemon Texas tea is really good. Yeah, it's refreshing. Um, so I bought a, a six pack variety pack so I could try all sorts of different ones. Um, after I enjoyed the Texas tea so much last week uh, with our wonderful guest Nikki, and uh, so far the fruit flavors aren't grabbing me. Not loving them. Um, this peach tea that I'm drinking right now is probably the best one. Good to know. This, um, I mean, you started with the best one, I guess. I think I must have. I didn't try the dark side, obviously, but I tried apple pineapple, and it was okay. It was it was a pretty high note to begin on, but then um, yesterday, yeah, I had blood orange and I had and I had a crackberry, what which was it was a crackberry. It was raspberries, blackberries, um, and then the can also said crack. Um, it was not very good. I do not recommend. Yeah, crack is not good. Um, this peach tea is pretty good. I mean, the peach flavor it kind of comes through really well with the cider. Nice. Um, so I so far recommend apple, pineapple, peach tea, and Texas tea. The rest I haven't cared for so much. Mm-hmm. So this has been Bishop Cider Company Cider Hour. <laughs> yeah, the Cider Watch. <laughs> Thank you. Ooh, the Cider Cut. Yes. <laughs> the free, free the Cider Cut. Um, yeah, Bishop Cider Company. $100 million. We can make the Cider Cut happen, everybody. <laughs> yeah, we can make the Cider Cut happen. <laughs> C-I-D-E-R cut. <laughs> Boy Meets World Fever, the Cider Cut. Um, if someone wants to start a GoFundMe for us, we will we, we will make something delightful. Yeah, special bonus episode. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, so, how are you, Cameron? I'm doing all right. Um... This weekend, longtime friend of the show, our very first guest, Luke Garrison, got married. He did. To my sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. So he's my brother-in-law now. So he's family. Is he like your brother-in-law once removed? I don't know. Because she's already your, your sister-in-law. I just call him brother-in-law. Brother-in-law-in-law. Brother-in-law-in-law. Yep. Yep. That's the one. Yep. Double law. Double jeopardy. So he's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Because you can't get convicted of double jeopardy. <laughs> double jeopardy is, is not allowed. We've yeah. all seen the movie, or at least heard of the movie. It's true. Isn't that Richard Gere? I, it's been so long, I don't remember. Mm. Um, but yeah, so congratulations, Luke. We don't know if you still listen. But, I hope so. But uh, we love you. Come back on the show after your honeymoon. Yeah, you're always welcome. Yeah. You're family now, so I can't say no. No, I'm just joking. Um, as you all know my history with my family, I can. He can and he does. You're not Often. welcome here. <laughs> Love it. Um, so yeah, Luke got married. Um, I guess Luke isn't. He's not available, or we can't have him on any episode because we've got some. We got some bangers of guests coming up. Yeah, got some returning ones. We got some uh, new new ones. ones. We got well, some, we got some stuff in the works. We got stuff in the it's works. under wraps right now. It's been a big week. Yeah. Or maybe a big two weeks. When did you... It was this week. Okay, it was this week. We'll see if anything comes of it. 
Uh, hey, but yeah, so be looking out for our guest lineup. We're excited. Um, we're doing this one, just the two of us. I don't think we have anyone scheduled for next week, which we really should because it's a big episode. We can probably find someone. Yeah, we should find someone. But um, the episode after that, we've got a guest. we got a guest the episode after that. It's pretty exciting. Wow. Big things happening here at Boy Meets World Fever. Huge things. Um, but I guess we should jump in. Yeah, we can just get started here with episode 311. City Slackers. Brought to you by Bishop Cider Company. But not really. But I mean, but if not you really, want to be. You, you could. <laughs> We're open to discussion. Just saying. So it's my synop. It's your synop. So Sean and Feeney. Sean really feels like Feeney's just riding this case pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of set up that he like has been always. Um, which is kind of true. Sort of. Um, but Feeney comes over and he gives Amy and Alan the key to his cabin in the mountains to like get away because it's her birthday coming up. They say they don't need it right now because Alan already has something planned. Um, and so they just say, oh, well, we can't right now. And Sean ends up stealing the key. And he and Corey run away, basically, like run off to the mountains to his cabin to meet women, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Topanga, I guess, doesn't care. We'll, we'll get into that. Um, we won't get into that because it doesn't get into that. There's no Topanga. Hilarity doesn't really ensue. It's not su- a super funny episode on that side. But also Eric get, has some fun hijinks with Joey and Frankie. Yeah. I'd say maybe some exasperating hijinks, but yeah, sure. <laughs> I had a good time. Just like we can be heroes. <laughs> we can be heroes. Uh, there's an old Pokemon song, We Will Be Heroes or something like that, that has just been in my head ever since you said that title. Good. Um, anyway, yeah, good synop, good synop. Thanks, thanks. Felt a little long, but there's a lot of setup. No, there's a lot. And then I got off on the no Topanga. Yeah. I, I mean, and we should talk about it. Where is Topanga? I mean, to be fair, Corey never says anything about ski bunnies for him. Mm-hmm. But why is he going along with it? I, he's being a wingman. He's getting ski bunnies for Sean, I guess. I guess. Um, but yeah, another Missing Topanga episode. Um, really got a dock season three points mm-hmm. for... No Topanga. It's lack of Topanga. I mean... It's just not right. It's it's bad. These are dark times. It's, there is no denying. And, like, Topanga had a good moment last week with her, like, I have demons, so there. Buck up, buckers. Buck up, buckers. <laughs> which now I can't hear and not think of a dirty word, thanks to you and our guest. You're welcome. Um, So she had some good moments last week, but mostly she's been a yes woman. I mean, she was way too forgiving for Corey for... Mm, For kissing Missy Robinson. For kissing Missy Robinson. Still, I think I kind of get it because he was honest and came clean. Like, Mm -hmm. so I kind of get that one, but man, Topanga in this season. Yeah, it's just not even the Topanga we've come to know and love in her sporadic appearances. It's true. season two, especially. They've just they're just like, oh, if we're gonna make her a more prominent character, which I don't know that she is a more prominent character at this point, but they no, she's not even in like the opening credit sequence. No. It's the three boys. Like they're still really riding that wave. It's true, but they've like taken a lot of Topanga's agency away. It's not good. Mm-mm. Season three. I was I was expecting me. to love you, but I'm still having a good time. Oh, I am too. Every episode's been pretty solid, but on the Topanga front, which is the front I care the most about. Mm-hmm. Things are looking bleak. Things are looking blink. Um, the episode opens in the stupidest way. The stupidest way. Sean, who knows that Corey is next, lives next door to Feeney. Says the best part about coming to your house. No Feeney. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> it, it makes no sense. Sean is dumb. I mean, Sean is dumb, but like... Not that dumb. It's just like, like, that's just not fair, man, whenever Feeney knocks on the door. It's like, what do you expect? He's the next door neighbor. He's the neighbor. There's probably a lot less Feeney at, at your house. house. Just go to Sean's house. But then he has to be at Sean's house. Well, he doesn't have... Turner's there. Yeah, Turner. Yeah. I was like, the trailer? No, no. I, I forgot where we were. Um, but it's just a... It's not a good joke. But no. it sets up the um, impetus, I suppose, for this mm-hmm. episode, which is uh, Sean versus Feeney. Mm-hmm. Sean feels, like you said, like Feeney's really been riding his case. And so Feeney knocks on the back door. Corey's like, you get it, you're closer. And he's like, no. He rides He rides my case all day long. I'm not answering the door. And then Corey's just like, he's a professional. He leaves the school stuff at school. Mm-hmm. And then he opens the door and Feeney's just like, hello, gentlemen, ready for the test today? Yeah. Which, again, man, I'm, I'm really trashing this episode, which I actually liked, but this bad writing, like, what test? Uh-huh. Like, you know, just a test. 
Just the test. You always have the test. Um, you ready for the test? It's pro- it's probably a Friday. Yeah, that's true. So, and you might have a test on a Friday after you've been like reviewing and like finishing up a unit. I could see it happening. It's it, but still, also, it's just like okay, the history test, the English test was yes. There's test, test, test. It's the nineties. I mean, we they still test way too much today, but yeah, I. That, that line was another one I didn't like, but he's like, yeah, are you ready for the test? And he's like, I've got my book right here. Still in its original cellophane wrapping. So, is students buying textbooks? In- That's what I, I was like, that never happened. No, we always... No. I mean, that was the whole big thing, like, especially here in Oklahoma. Like, at the time of the teacher walkout was like, these textbooks are older than our students. Like, like these history textbooks, they're older than our students. Like, nothing that's happened since they've been alive is in here. Mm-hmm. Um, or all sorts of stuff where they're just falling apart at the seams because public schools use money that they have to adopt textbooks like from a particular supplier and then they get like a certain textbook mm-hmm. like they can choose which one and then they get that as a class like a set for the school but like students don't buy them yeah i was about to say like i don't know that this has ever been a thing i went to school in texas oklahoma montana and i never yeah. Like, I mean, I know those are all Plains states, so maybe outside the Plains, but when I got school textbooks in school, mm-hmm. it was always like the first day, they handed out textbooks. You wrote your name on the inside cover. Oh, we weren't allowed to do that. Oh, yeah, there was like a little spot, like, this book is being used by, and you write your name there. Oh. And you could go back and, like, see who had it before. That wasn't a thing for us. We always, like, they were always like, now take a few minutes to cover your textbook, mm-hmm. and then we'd, like, decorate the outside cover or something. Yeah. We only had one class where our teacher gave us, like, paper to do that, and, like, all throughout the year, I would just draw stuff on it. Yeah. It was cool. We I had I had a few of those, like, stretchy ones. Mm-hmm. I had some of those, too. Those are fun. Yeah. You could really only draw on them with Sharpie, but I did. Of course you did. Yeah. You're just a rebel like that. <laughs> if you, dear listeners... Had to purchase your own textbooks in... High school? Secondary school. Well, I guess school. they're in eighth grade, technically, right now. Yeah. Middle school, high school. Let us know. Yeah. Because we're very curious how that works. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like, we know how purchasing things works. Yeah. We live in a capitalist society. We know how to do that. But, but public schools doing public, it? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, it doesn't make any sense for college either, but no. it happens. Yeah. It's 100% a racket. A racket. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. College textbook companies come at us. Yeah, if we're if we're starting beef with anyone this season, them college textbook companies, you're one of them. You guys suck. Not a fan. No. No, we are not. Um I know we've started beef with other people, but I don't really care. This is a this is a just battle. This is a just battle. So anyway, Sean gets top dollar on resale. Um <laughs> And that's important. Yeah. And Feeney's like, you know, if you opened the book, you would do well. Or what does that get me? Uh, into college. Great. More books. Yeah. Which is true. Yeah. Again, Feeney, or we're just seeing the pushing of this narrative. You know, like, you do well in school to go to college. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the trajectory. And then from college into a job. Mm-hmm. And it's not good. We're getting more into that. In much in later episodes, because yeah. it's going to come up again and again and again. We're, we're definitely going to get into that in later episodes, into a lot greater detail, because there's a lot we can talk about. Societal expectations, um, classism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot we can get into yeah. with that. But this is more just like a throwaway joke, like, oh, Feeney got him. Yep. But he didn't really. But he, but he didn't. We're on to you, Feeney. Actually, I think Feeney comes out of this episode looking really good. Yeah. Feeney but looked- <laughs> at this point, it's not looking good for him. Yeah. This is a good Feeney episode. It really, it really is. is. Um, probably one of the best Feeney episodes we've had so far. Yeah, I would I would probably agree with that. Though we will talk about one problem I have with Feeney at the end of the episode. But we gotta wait. Okay. So, yeah. There... Well, let's keep going so we can get to the end. Absolutely. Um, yeah, okay. So I was wondering if we wanted to talk about Eric, but we can just talk about it as it happens. It's fine. Um, so Feeney is there because it is Amy's birthday. And he is giving her and Alan a weekend at his mountain cabin in the Poconos on a teacher's salary. <laughs> He's had it for a long time. Who knows what his wife did? Oh, maybe she was the breadwinner. <laughs> Could be. Um, yeah. I'm just trying to think how it makes sense. Real estate back then was much cheaper. It's just the Poconos. It's not that close to the ski lifts and the ski slopes. Two miles is not far from the ski lodge. It's far. <laughs> it's only one mile each. But <laughs> hey, How far if you're walking? <laughs> um... 
So he's there for that, and Alan's like, actually, I already have plans for us this weekend. And Feeney's like, well, keep it for another weekend. You're fine. Mm -hmm. And this gives Sean... An idea. An idea. I didn't know when Alan's like, yes, your birthday's Sunday. How could I forget? The Eagles are playing. It's important because we're in January at this point. And if the Eagles are playing, it means they're in the playoffs. Good job, Eagles. Wouldn't the Eagles always be playing because it's like football season? No. January's playoff time. So mm-hmm. the Eagles have made the playoffs, which is why Alan's remembering it. It's important. It's true. The Eagles are in the playoffs. It's got to be after the first. So, yeah, it's got to be like the second week because they're obviously back in school. Mm-hmm. Um, have a test. Yeah, they, they already have a test. So um, this gives Sean an idea. So he throws his book outside. <laughs> and like, like, oh, I see my book slipped. Corey, I believe you know the terrain best. (laughs) Yes, I know this tundra like my own backyard. (laughs) Um, Which, you've got to think the adults in there are just shaking their heads. Like, what on earth? (laughs) And then you have like a funny little exchange between Corey and Sean. It's it's nonsense. (laughs) But it's the best nonsense. It's just like, this is how people who are friends, I feel like, talk to each other. Yeah, Sean's like, I have an idea. But it's really, like, bad, so I'm going to use our code. Sean, we don't have a code. <laughs> oh, guys like us should have a code. Yeah, we'll come up with that at our next meeting. When's our next meeting? Sean, we don't have meetings. <laughs> well, this organization sucks. Yeah. This club blows. <laughs> this club blows. <laughs> it's, it's like you changed every word in there just a little bit. Yeah, it's true. Organization, club, sucks, blows. It's, it's going to be fun. <laughs> Um, you were like the Wish version of that joke. <laughs> you, you ordered that joke on Wish. It was just a little different. It's true. It it was Coca Cola uh-huh. instead of Coca Cola. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, it's a really fun exchange. Sean is. I'm going to say there's a lot in this episode, but Sean is hilarious yeah. um, in this whole episode and mm-hmm. his whole like code thing. And then he like and then he's like he opens his hand and the key falls out. And of course, like what? What what is the, what are you saying? Yeah, he's like ski bunnies, snuggly ski bunnies. Uh-huh. And then the audience like oh <laughs> yeah has another like spicy reaction. And it's like you guys are reacting awfully strong to like 14 year olds. Like running away and hooking up with girls. Yeah. Like you were reacting very strongly to that. It's true. Then in a way that's not like, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> like, stop it. Yeah, you can almost hear the audience being like, get them, boys. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's like, ski bunnies. And Corey's like, we can't do this. Like, we're never going to get away with it. And Sean go- and Sean just kind of looks at him and Corey goes, you know I'm going. Mm-hmm. So they now have yeah. a plan. Didn't run it by Topanga. Maybe she's busy. She she may be in the Rockies. Um, <laughs> it's in there at school. And Sean is saying, like, there's fresh snow in the mountains. And... Corey's like, but we don't ski. Like, why should we go there if we don't have a ski? Mm-hmm. What's the point? And Sean's reply is just, we go to school, but we don't learn. Yep. And to which I wrote, Sean is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> we, go, we go to school, but we don't learn. Mm. Sean just laying it all out there. Yeah. And Corey's like, what's the weather forecast? Fresh fresh powder in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like all excited. Everything's looking up. Everything is looking up. Um, and this is where we get crossover with... The next story mm-hmm. with Turner and Eric's maybe only scene ever. Turner's at the very end. Oh, then together, yes. Yes. So Turner and Eric's maybe only scene together ever. Yeah, I really don't. I can't think of other times where they're interacting when it's like, hey, you're, you're basically like, you're my teacher. Well, he, he's like, Mr. Turner? And he's like, yeah, what's up? You know, it's me, Eric. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I guess he's his teacher too. Yeah. Like he teaches. Eighth grade all the way to senior. Well, he has to teach seventh grade. We know that. Yeah, that's true. So. But at least this year we're seeing that full span. Yes. So I was kind of surprised. I was actually. too. I was like, oh. But I guess that, I mean, you already have the actor there, so. Yeah. And he's like, you were talking to, did you t- write down her name? I did. Bianca Sabatini. <laughs> oh, Bianca Of course it's Bianca Duh, Sabatini. Duh, just the first name that comes to <laughs> mind, right? I know they didn't really have an internet name generator back then, so. <laughs> Bianca Sabatini, uh, how do you know her? <laughs> Turner looks at him like, you're such an idiot. <laughs> like, I'm her, <laughs> teacher. I'm her teacher. And he's like, could you teach her to go out with me? <laughs> what the? What in the world? Why doesn't he just talk to her? I don't, he's never had a problem with this before. I guess he's just doing some research. I Sure. Um, Which seems very 
studious for him. Teach her to go out with me. Um, she only dates jocks, which is really stupid. That's kind of a lot for Turner to know. Well, no, I think Eric knows that. Oh, Eric knows that? I thought Turner knew that. No, no. Turner doesn't want to be in this conversation. That's very true. Because Eric's the one who goes off on this whole thing about, like, she only dates jocks, and I don't really care about sports. And then well, I see the players' wives. Yeah, because they get the best-looking girls because of the cars and the money. I'm just like, the- what's... I've never watched a sport where they've shown the players' wives Yes. on the sidelines. That's not true. You have... American Ninja Warrior happens all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the best sport. <laughs> and sometimes the floor is lava when a husband and wife are competing together. Oh, yeah. That's true. I've only... I've never seen any episodes of that show. The best part of the floor is lava... Please tell me. ...is... Because the whole time they're going across this course and there's the bubbly fluid. I've seen... Yeah. Like, um, but if you fall into the quote-unquote lava... The camera never shows you resurfacing. It only shows you going beneath the lava. Are there like trap doors that they? I don't know, send but I just to? they just don't show the camera there. So it's like you died. Cool. Like the lava has taken you. And I just that's just such a touch. Cool. I've never seen this show. Um, I know there's an episode I want to watch because a, a common guest on Gilmore Guys is on it. Oh really? Yeah, on one of the episodes. Um, but which one? Um, I don't remember anymore. Mm. Well, we'll have to take a look. We'll have to, um, because yeah, that's the one thing I know about that show. Apparently, she's on a team where they really play up that her and her partner play basketball. They call them like the basketballers or something like okay. that. Okay, there's really reaching for things. Um, and I so she was on an episode of Good Christian Fun. Uh, Tawny, I know you're loving the Good Christian Fun. She's on an episode of that, and she talks about being on the floor is lava, and like how basketball isn't that big of a part of her life, but the fact that she and her partner were on this team was like all they really talked about. And yeah, just really reaching for something. Yeah, so that's a lot of fun. Anyway. The floor is lava. Come on the show. <laughs> yes. Lava, we'd love to talk to you. We'd lava to talk to you. I'm leaving now. <laughs> so long. It's just me and Bishop Cider Company on this show now. I brought you Bishop Cider Company both times. Mm. I was mm. hoping the variety mm. pack would have the pecan pie one. Oh, that sounds nice. It does. Anyway, um, I don't know how we this got This has here. been, what did we call it? The cider cut. <laughs> the cider cut. This is a preview of the cider cut. Whenever we cut away to is, talk about it. Is the cider cut... Okay, let's talk about this for one second. Is the cider cut, you and I having a conversation for four hours, because that's how long, like, I feel like the cider, Snyder cut's going to be. And we just, like, figure out where we end up. It's just, like, a conversation uh-huh. to see, like, well, what if where we get we to. we have one of each. Ooh. And we're getting, oh no. Yes. Just progressively wasted. We get, we get our six favorite hard ciders. <laughs> And we just have a conversation while we drink them. Just about whatever. Just about whatever. Aaron John, that's the episode you're on. We've already booked you. Come on the show. I don't know if he's going to agree to that. <laughs> he's not. No, he's, he's definitely not. not. Um, but I would love to have just a four-hour conversation with Aaron John. About whatever. <laughs> about whatever. Just to see where that's we gonna, are. That'll be a, a bonus episode in the future. <laughs> it's going to happen. Um, yeah. The cider cut. <laughs> Boys meet the cider cut. I'm so excited. Um, anyway, this is all much more interesting than Eric's plot. Tweet to Bishop Cider Company that they need to do this. Yeah. Because we will do this. Honestly, if they just, like, supply us with, like, three six-packs, we're good. We're done. <laughs> Maybe, like, a 20 to get Chance home afterwards. <laughs> we we don't need much. We don't need <laughs> we, much of a sponsor. We don't ask for much. <laughs> Bishop Cider Company, we love you. Come on the show. Um, that's it. The that owners, is completely earnest. Yeah. The, the owners of Bishop Cider Company, we would love to do an episode with you. There's an alcoholism episode in like Yeah, that would a be season. a bad crossover. <laughs> I'm just looking to see if they're on Twitter. They are on Twitter. We looked up last week for some reason. Well, I'm following them now. <laughs> Bishop Cider I'm Company. I'm going to start a one-man um, Twitter campaign. I will I, I will tweet them with our official account. Um, We're going to make it happen. Our, our legion of fans, this is our second ask. Our second wish. Our first wish is my date with the president's daughter. Yes. I was like, what was our first wish? Uh, so anyway, Bianca Sabatini. Uh, she only dates uh, jocks. Yep, yeah, and 
Eric goes on this rant, and Turner's like, you don't really need me here for this anymore, do you? He's like, nope, you're good to go. So he leaves. It's good. Yeah. It's it's a funny joke. She goes, she asks out Bianca Sabatini. She's like, are you a jock? He says, yes. That's apparently all she needs. Oh, he doesn't even say yes. He says, I've warned them. Oh, yes, it's true. He does say, I warned Which them. Which is a bit much, but okay. Um, then they're on their date. Like, they're at Chubby's. Yeah. Because where else do you go? And she asks him what sport he plays. And he says, do you follow pool? She's like, not at all. He says, I'm a grandmaster yep. at pool. So he goes to rack some balls. And then we get characters that I honestly forgot were in this episode. But always, always a delight always a to delight see them. whenever they show up. Frankie and Joe. Mm-hmm. They come and they're complaining that they're trying to take the table away where they were playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Eric and Frankie decide to have a... Shoot out. They just play a game of pool. Yeah. To see who can have I was going to say a duel. It's <laughs> a, a shadow, pool duel. It's a it's a shadow game from Yu-Gi-Oh. It's time to poodle. That doesn't work. <laughs> no, that's a different thing. <laughs> poodle. That's a different different thing entirely. Uh, all you 90s boys out there who watched Yu-Gi-Oh, that was that for was you. That was for you. And all you, everyone else, the poodle was for you. <laughs> yeah, the, po- the poodle was for you. Um, it's hard to say pool duel. Pool duel, yeah. Especially when you're saying it fast. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought you were gonna go. It's time to pop 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 pool, but <laughs> a pool duel. Um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so they're doing that. That's the setup for that. Mm-hmm. And then is the next one. That's Ranger, when we cut to Ranger Mark. Ranger Mark and letting the boys into the cabin. Mm-hmm. That's him into the cabin. He's like showed them where to go. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, so which one is Feeny's grandson? And they both say he is. Saying, oh, we both are. We're brothers, brothers cousins. cousins. Brother cousins. And he's like, no need to explain, boys. I'm from Mountain People myself. Oh, no. Ranger Mark. Writers of the show. Why Riders do you do this show? Ranger Mark seems like a nice man. Why Why do you do this? Yeah. There's like a whole bunch of like Ranger Mark is dumb jokes. And Sean at one point is like, this is why there aren't a lot of Rangers on The Tonight Show. I don't get that okay. joke. I don't get because that. Because Jay Leno hates good, hardworking people? I guess so. That um, sounds right. And they're like, where's the nearest ski lodge? He's like, it's about two miles. He's like, okay, how how long if you're walking? Two miles. <laughs> two miles. <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's not very local. And Sean's like, don't worry, Court. It's only a mile each. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as Ranger Mark is about to leave, he tells them... Hope you don't wake up with a face full of Grady's axe. Mm-hmm. And he explains to them that there was a man who came to the mountain to uh, a man honeymoon yeah. or something. And then his wife fell in love with a young ski instructor. And so he went mad with rage and chopped them both up with an axe before taking his own life. Mm-hmm. And now he returns each year to wreak his bloody revenge. Yeah. And Corey's like, if he killed himself, how does he return? And Ranger Mark is just like, huh, huh I don't. I don't know. I feel like that's a staple of uh, urban legends. Yeah, it's like a ghost story. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I don't know any what... sort of horror movie that we know Corey has watched. Yeah, I... Yeah. Whatever. But Ranger Mark isn't even this long because he's got to go watch a show with his buddy Moose. Oh, is that one of your ranger friends? <laughs> a moose can't be a ranger. <laughs> uh, there, are no, there are no mooses Moose in, in the, the Poconos. Poconos. I mean, I don't know that, know that, but like... Even where I lived in Montana... They're not endemic to the area. No. Even where I lived out in Montana, you had to go to, like, the northwesternmost part of Montana to get moose. Like, no. There were mm-hmm. there are no moose. No moose. No moosins. <laughs> no no meese. Meeses. No meeses. Um, and then we're back at the Ericsson plot. Mm-hmm. They've been playing for an hour and no one has no sunk one a ball. No one has sunk a shot yet. Eli comes and he's like, what's going on? And then Eric's explaining, like, they've been playing for an hour and not able to sink a shot yeah and they're doing all these weird like tricks with the balls like you know normal shots weird shots but all of them are going Mm -hmm. like scratching every single time you're just weirdly not going in i can't remember if this is the time or if it's later where like frankie sinks the shot and then it just pops right back out the hole yeah that's that is this one one. so this one is frankie sinks the shot and it pops out of the hole and eric like scratches and it flies off the table that was, yeah, that one. And then Eric, right after he tells Eli that they've been having some bad luck. It, like, goes all the way around, right? Yeah, it, like, makes a crescent shape. And it's funny, especially Eli, but why is this in here? Like, the entire time watching this, I'm just like... What's the point? What's happening? Like, 
this isn't like Eric being stupid and messing up with a girl. This isn't like... This is like supernatural stuff is happening at this pool table. Like, they... Is this where the montage happens? No, it's later. Okay. There's like one more scene in the mountains, and then we cut back to this, and that's kind of the end. Till the very end. Yeah. Okay, so we'll get back to this, but like... Yeah, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. Um, so anyway, the then we cut to uh, the boys trying to turn on the power. Yeah, they tried to turn on the lights, and they didn't turn on. That was actually before we cut. Yeah. Um, and then... But then they, they were outside looking for the power, right? Well, they tried to. They walked to the ski slopes. Oh yeah, they walked to and the ski lodge. And then ski lodge was closed. There's no snow. Mm-hmm. Corey's like, Sean, you said there was snow. What gives? That the Rocky Mountains have a flat, fresh blanket of snow. Sean, we're in the Poconos. The Rockies are two mi- two thousand miles, miles away. away. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was a description like yeah. Chewy Nougat, <laughs> which is when I wrote Sean MVP question mark. <laughs> Thought it was a description like Chewy Nougat mm-hmm. is very funny. It's very to me. funny. That's another line from this show that I've remembered for over ten years. <laughs> is I'm just like Chewy Nougat. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a description. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, I need to think. I have to, I got to think of what to do. And Sean's thinking, and the lights turn on. And he's <laughs> like, either someone turn the lights on, or I just had an idea. Yeah, and then they like hear a key go into the slot, and their first thought is Grady. Is Grady, here. like a murderer. So some Grady turns. First, they the- just walked through the dark. Yeah, two <laughs> miles to a ski lodge, and two miles back. Yep, they they like walked no through worries. the mountain with no worries. But now the lights are on in an enclosed space, and someone has a key. Sounds like a dead axe murderer. Yeah, and the thing opens. Worse. The door opens, and dun dun dun. Mister Feeny. Mister Feeny looking very strange in like a bucket hat. Uh-huh. <laughs> We've seen him in a bucket hat before. We have, but I don't know. The the, the he just looks very bundled. Yes. Yeah, and he's like, "All right, get the excuse train rolling." <laughs> and Sean's like, "You have no right, <laughs> no right trespassing on your own property." <laughs> and then Corey tries a real one, like, uh, "My parents are on their way, and we just came to tidy up for them." That's a bald face lie. Every word of it, sir. <laughs> and then Feeney says something like, "You guys are here to have a free mountain weekend." And Sean's like, "That's a bald face lie." And Corey's like, "What are you doing?" It's like it worked when he did it. <laughs> it worked. When he said. Um, Feeney is very like I don't know. He's very good in this scene. He's very mm-hmm. like gentle but frustrated. Firm. Yeah, he's just like, "Are you guys kidding me?" Yeah, and he's like, "They're like, well, I'll just call our parents and they'll come get us." And he's like, "Nope." You guys are here for the night. And then we cut back to mm-hmm. to the pool game. Well, yeah, the way that it cuts is he's like, we're going to stay here. Mm-hmm. How many beds are there? There's just one. And Sean's like, I'll flip you for it. Oh, yeah. And he flips. You call it in the air. And then he flips it. And then Feeney just grabs it and looks. He's like, you lose. <laughs> yep. And uh, then it cuts back to the pool game. And yeah, it's just like it's wild been... shot after wild shot. It's been like three hours. Yeah, it's been like three or so hours. And people are like clapping every time they miss now. And Eli is being so funny and so snarky. <laughs> They're like, why are they clapping? Because no one's seen anyone ever play a game of pool and no one's seen a shot in three hours. And then they like do this montage of like... Mm-hmm. It's like Frankie hits the ball and like the two balls are spinning around each other the whole way, but then don't go in, obviously. Yeah, and like the eight ball ends up on top of the cue ball. Uh-huh. And uh, like Eric takes a shot and it like weaves in and uh-huh. out of balls to My favorite scratch. though is when Frankie hits it. And it just explodes the ball and he scratches. Yeah, it's like the six ball or something. And it's just like, <laughs> that's what Eli's like. I saw that coming. No, I really, did. I did. Yeah, and at this point, you have to thank Eli MVP too. Um, I think I even said that out loud to you when <laughs> you that did. happened. I was like, Eli MVP. Yeah. And Eric's like, what's it like taking, dating a winner? And Bianca, I guess, is just like, I'll tell you when I find one. And she leaves. So that was pointless. Yeah. And <laughs> this whole thing is nothing. But it's, like, funny. It is funny. But it's weird. Yeah. It's, it doesn't fit. It, it doesn't fit anywhere because, like, like if Eric was, like, lying and, he, like, Frankie was, like, dominating him, then, like, oh, Eric, like, told a lie to this girl and now she's leaving. Like, th- those it's are like just It's like pool purgatory. <laughs> yeah, but, like, the whole idea of this thing being, like, there's something supernatural going on keeping yeah, doesn't make sense. this pool game. It's just so, like, what's happening like why is any of this happening 
and why is Eli here? Why is Eli here interacting with these people we've never seen him interact with? And it's it's very funny. Eli is just the light of this episode. Uh, he and Sean, but I don't know why this has happened. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, and then we cut back to them finishing dinner at the cabin. Mm-hmm. So they finish dinner. Sean says, Corey, time me. Yeah. And he takes a spoon. He's balancing it on his nose. Yeah, he, you like... Okay, I've done this a few times, but I've never done it for very long. You like, you like, <sighs> yeah, right. like get a foggy. Well, now's the time. Here we oh, go. Cameron is going to get a spoon. Um, his spoons are very far away. We'll, we'll edit it so there's not as much downtime. But oh, he's grabbing two spoons. I'm doing this too. So I know it's very hard to do uh-huh. with just like your nose. So you got to get it foggy for some reason. I don't know the science. I feel like it sticks. If you're at home, I can't get it. I got it. Oh, and then I spoke. I'm leaving every single second of this in. Oh, dang it. Nope. Sean is very talented. He did it for seven hours, apparently. Seven and a half. Seven and a half hours is his previous record. Feeney's like, do you know what seven and a half hours of schoolwork would do for your grades? And he's like, yeah, but the spoon trick brings, brings joy. joy. Not bringing me a lot of joy. Oh, he's doing it, ladies and gentlemen. He's trying not to smile. Oh, he's still going. Wow. But here's what I'm thinking. Feeney's like, seven and a half hours of schoolwork. Where would that bring you? And you're like, yeah, because he's just balancing a spoon on his nose, whatever. Like, that seems like nothing. But it's like, I guess seven and a half hours of anything in a row probably isn't great. Um, But it just also feels like, well, is there anything that you could do other than schoolwork that would make you pleased, Mr. Feeney? Is is schoolwork all there is to life? It's true. It's... Dang it. (laughs) I'm so proud of you, Chance. That was... That was... The whole time I was talking, you had that balanced on his nose. When I tried to talk, I think it's my beard. Like, I think it was adding some extra friction yeah, I when I spoke. Yeah, so. kind of, as the chin moves, it sort of pushes it up just enough. Yeah, anyway. I, I couldn't get it to get it to work. But I did it for a few seconds, like, that at least. That was like a minute. That was like a minute. I'm, I'm one minute into Sean's seven record. Seven and a half hours. Um, so yeah, it, seven and a half hours of schoolwork. I mean, maybe for someone who's behind is Sean. I mean, I guess if you're thinking in a row, that would be awful. But like over time, like if Sean had had done seven and a half more hours of schoolwork over his school career, yes, he probably would be doing all right. Maybe Um, he's doing it again, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know why, but I can get it to stick this time. I just felt it like cling. Yeah, he's even talking. I don't know how it happened. Anyway, (laughs) so he's gonna do the rest of the show that way. as long as I can. Yeah, and so Feeney just kind of gets exasperated, and he's just like, go for the gold. And he gives Sean the spoon. Yeah, he puts his watch on the sink um, pretty nonchalantly, like it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. And then Sean's just like, Feeney's always riding my case. Like, I'm so, like, over this. Yeah, why does he hate me so much? Why does much? he hate me? And then Corey's like, just go talk to him. Yeah. And so he finally does, and he opens with, why do you hate me so much? Yeah, I mean, you can't say Sean isn't very direct. Yeah, but again, I just don't feel like this conflict feels earned <laughs> it just, wow you just stared at me really weird <laughs> I, I just don't feel like it feels earned um because it hasn't been the case the spoon through. has just fallen yes <laughs> the spoon has fallen olympus has fallen uh, yeah anyway turns out the movie olympus has fallen not that accurate <laughs> it's about it's about a spoon trick no i i meant to real life oh. when the actual all of that happened oh and, gosh uh, the attack on the couch. and there was it was nothing like gerard butler didn't come and save anyone i'm putting the spoon down i'm gonna try it again if i yeah. don't you will and you will fail that was like a minute and a half uh, why are you doing it now because <laughs> i never got it to work i think my beard is too big um anyway i don't know like that last time i just kind of like Felt it cling. I don't really know. <laughs> Got those hot spoon nose tips from Chance. I don't know what it, I don't know what the difference was about that time. Anyway, see, I was doing a speed run. Okay, I was going for fastest time. You're going for well, you did that. Um, we'll try more of this after the podcast. Anyway, we're just gonna sit around to do the spoon nose trick. Anyway, yeah, it doesn't feel earned because mm-hmm. it hasn't. He's like he's always riding my case. Mm-hmm. Which we haven't seen. But I feel like we don't see Sean, haven't seen Sean Defini interact a ton. Mm-hmm. There's been a little bit like, 
FDR and the New Deal or whatever. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like writing his case. In Tron's defense, I don't know if he's been the best teacher. Like the whole like screaming at him, open a book. Yeah. <laughs> open a book. Betting with another teacher about how to best educate him. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe Sean has a point. But Feeney is just like, I don't hate you. Why would you think that? And he's like, why would I not? And he's like, what do you even know about me? And Sean's like, I guess nothing. And then uh, Sean's like, well, what do you know about me? Tells him, like, Sean Patrick Hunter. Uh, You lived in Oklahoma, so. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Represent. Represent. Um, A state we live in, I guess. Yeah. We're we're here. (laughs) Still here. Still here in Oklahoma. Anyway. We're um, here. We're Oklahoma. Get used to it. But yeah, so uh, he tells him like where he's lived. And he's like, well, you just read my file. Which you gotta say is more than Sean knows about Feeney, file mm-hmm. or not. And he said, oh, and also you, um, your favorite musical group is the Counting Crows. True. Mr. Uh, Feeney and me. Okay. Yeah. That's Mr. You know, the song Mr. Jones and me. I do know Mr. Jones and me. Um, that's maybe the only Counting Crow song I know. They did that one song at the beginning of Shrek 2. I didn't, I didn't watch Shrek 2. That's a shame. I've seen Shrek 1. All stars in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Counting Crows came out in 93, I think. And it's about, what, 96 at this point? I think we're at 90. I think it's 96, yeah. Yeah, so. It would have been right around the time of their second album. So they would have been pretty big right now. Mm-hmm. So. Sean, such a, he just like ride the wave of whatever's popular. Um, I mean, he's 14. Of course he is. Well, I guess he's a year older than Corey, so he's 15. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, Maybe even 16 at this point? Bam. Um, yeah. So Sean, he, he knows a lot about Sean. He's like, do you know this much about all your students? And he's like, no. So I guess like he's got special. Special interest in Sean. Interest in Sean. He just feels like he sees like wasted, like not wasted, but like unfulfilled potential. Yeah, he's like a promising student that's very charismatic and capable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's like, let's go do these dishes. Sean's like, if you know everything about me, you know, I hate doing dishes. It's like, good try. <laughs> yeah. And he, then he puts the boys on dishes because he also hates doing dishes. Mm-hmm. And they knock his watch into the into water. Into the water. And then Corey's like, oh, don't worry, I got it. And he pulls out, but he pulls the plug. Mm-hmm. Put your plug in a watch. Don't feel anything alike. Don't feel anything alike. And Corey just stands there holding the plug the whole time like an idiot. Uh-huh. Corey, Classic Corey. Corey is just such an idiotic non-presence in this He's entire He's a kiddie. Yes, he's a kid and an idiot. He's a kiddie. And this is another one of those episodes that's just like, this show probably should have been about Sean. (laughs) It's much better when it's about Sean. This show probably should have just been entirely He's the boy meeting the world. Yeah. Uh, Feeney, uh, William Daniels does a great acting job of like... Yeah, he's so good right here. He really is. Just like the motions he does, like really conveys like frustration, but also understanding like accidents happen. But he's also just like, you can tell he's hurt. Yeah, you can tell he's hurt. Because his watch went down the drain, but you don't really know why. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's just a 30, 30 year old watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can tell like there's something sad. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we have to assume Feeney went to bed mm-hmm. and Corey's sleeping on the couch. And I don't know where Sean is sleeping. He was sitting the in the chair. He was sitting in a chair. But there's not another couch here. Maybe the floor. So I guess Sean's got the floor. Um, but he did lose the toss to Feeney. <laughs> Fair and Corey was like, I'm out of it. I'm sleeping on the couch. <laughs> yep. Um, so Sean is reading Feeney's diary. Feeney does not write a lot in his diary, like one sentence per day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe this was an old diary. Well, it was. It was from yeah, the 60s. Yeah, it was from the 60s, so it's like 30 years old. Yeah. We learned that Feeney was married to a woman named Lillian. Mm-hmm. Is this the first time we... I think this is the first official that time confirmation. that we learned that. And definitely the first time we learned the name Lillian. Um, I don't think it'll come up a lot more. No. But um, it's like December 1961... Mm-hmm. written in there where they like he took a date skipped school well, it was said. it was 1965 well 61 was first where they skipped school for a three-day weekend and then 65 was their five-year anniversary yeah it was their five-year anniversary where she gave him the watch valentine's day was their five-year anniversary yeah so they were married in 1960 yep they were December, married or february 14th 1960 yep and uh that was the watch that went down the drain um sean is feeling kinship with feeney because of how girl obsessed feeney is which is more wife obsessed than girl obsessed. Hey, his wife is a girl or a woman. I, I mean, suppose it's true. Um, 
And Feeney had to have been in his 20s at this point. He said in season one, he said he'd been teaching 35 years. Mm-hmm. Now we're two years later, 37 years. Five-year anniversary, 30 years prior, maybe 31. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea where that math is going, but there's math there. Well, I was more thinking he was a kid during World War II, so 1945-ish. Because mm-hmm. he was like eight. Yeah. Isn't that what we said? He was like eight. Mm-hmm. 1945 at the end of the war. 1961. That's 15 years later, so he's like 23. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's like a brand new 20-year-old teacher. In 23, yeah. Mm-hmm. But. Which would be, I mean, if you graduated 18, mm-hmm. four years of school, puts you at 22. Yeah. He had to have gotten his master's at some point, but he could have done that while. He could have done teacher. that after, yeah. But, yeah, so... Why did we say he has his master's? Because he's a principal. He's a principal, yes. You have to have your master's to do that. Um, so... So yeah, so Feeney um, got married pretty young. We don't know what happened to his wife. Um, assumedly, she is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, she could have just left him. Who knows? Uh, it wouldn't be quite as sweet. <laughs> yeah, let's just assume she died. Mm-hmm. Which is sad. It is sad. Um, so then we cut to the next morning when the boys are running in uh, covered in Hollywood filth, not real filth. Because yes. it really only covers their legs and hands. Corey's knees were dirty. Yeah, his <laughs> knees were dirty. So obviously he was septic system diving. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh huh. Yeah, and. So we say because we found out that that watch was from his wife. Yeah, yeah, we've said okay. that. I just blanked. Um, Cameron is drunk on Bishop Cider Company, everybody. Brought to you. <laughs> the cider cut. I'm not. I'm fine. Um, but yeah, so yeah, there. Feeney is just incensed. Why would they get in the septic system? That's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Why would they do that? Like, like, don't even talk until we get back to the city. Yeah. And then Sean holds up the watch like here. Yeah. Like, we got your watch. I read your diary and realized how important it was to you. Yeah, pretty much. Like, being it was a gift from your wife on your anniversary mm-hmm. and all. I just have to think from Feeney's perspective, why would he think they would be doing that for any <laughs> other reason? I, I also wrote, like, Feeney doesn't even know, like, why? Like... I guess he's just been around these boys and they do <laughs> stupid crap all the time. They do, but... None of their crap ever did, like doesn't have a reason. Like, and there's no girls to impress. Yeah, there's no girls to impress, which is the normal reason. I don't know. Um, but it's a very sweet moment. Feeney's like, read a book, did you, Mr. Hunter? He's like, yeah, I did. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, Feeney is so desirous for Sean to read that he doesn't even care, care what he reads. If you it's know, his personal diary. He's He kind of subscribes to Krashen's theories about... Uh, Free and voluntary reading. Like it doesn't really matter what you're reading, as long as you're reading, that's going to make you a better reader. Even if it's your teacher's thirty-year-old diaries. Yep. I I don't think Feeney ascribes to much of Krashen's theories of anything. I'll just put it out there. I don't know what this is, so yeah. Just we can assume that Feeney is not a Krashenite. Okay, we can definitely do that. Um, yeah, it's it's a very sweet moment. I can't, there's not much to say about it. I mean, yeah. it's sweet. It's it what is, it is. It's nice. And Feeney's like, well, thank you, boys. Now go take a dip in the lake. And they're just like, oh. It's 20 degrees out there. What are you saying? And he's just like, well, go do it. Yeah, they, they, just, they do. They're, they're just like, oh. They walk out the door. Is there cut. no shower in this place? I guess not. And um, then we're cutting to... Yeah, we're back at the Matthews house. Yeah. The boys are in big trouble. Sean is wearing a great black and white shirt. I just want to throw that out there. Give Sean a lot of crap for what he wears. Love this shirt. Is it a real David Rose kind of look? I have no idea what that means. It's from Shit's Creek. Oh, I have not. I have not seen this. Now we are an explicit podcast. Because it's spelled of, different because of that word you just used. It's fine, um, but it's a good shirt. Anyway, yeah, they're they're all getting on to him. But Feeney's like, they're good boys. Go easy on them. Go easy on them. They may have done the wrong thing, but their hearts were in the right place, which I don't even know what that means because their hearts definitely weren't it's in like, the right place. Not at the beginning, maybe at the end when they got to know more about Feeney. Mm-hmm. But it's like, clearly Feeney's a bit self-obsessed. Because he's like, well, they got to know me and learned a little bit about my life. So of course they're fine. Yeah, and Feeney was like reading the ride act the whole episode and then they do like one nice thing and he's on their side. It's kind of... I was bringing... I, who knows what happened on that car ride home? Yeah, it's true. It's a, I don't know. It's a weird resolution. Feeney is much more on their side. Mm -hmm. and They're like, oh, Feeney, don't forget your key. You'll need it when you sell the cabin. He's like, well, I don't know if I'm going to sell the cabin. So the memories are too strong. Um, Cool. Yeah. Which I guess it just kind of shows like there is sort of a closeness that wasn't necessarily there until like those moments that they shared. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. Feeney knowing them didn't quite provide like, a lot of closeness, but... Makes the offense less. Yeah. 
I am curious, though, what do you think, because Turner's like, the punishment will fit the crime. What would the punishment be? What punishment fits that crime of stealing someone's key and going away to the mountains without asking to hook up with ski bunnies? Uh, No snacks? (laughs) No snacks. No CDs. (laughs) Counting Crows, done. Yeah, no more Counting Crows. That isn't your favorite band anymore, Sean. We're taking it away from you. I will not take you to see the Counting Crows. I wasn't going to anyway, but now it's for punishment. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I have no idea. Um, I feel like it's just generic 90s grounding. Mm-hmm. Whatever whatever that means, that's what it is. So generic 90s grounding. Yeah, good uh, stuff. Um, yeah. And then we just get the tag at the end where F- Joey, Frankie, and Eric look exhausted. They've been mm-hmm. playing for 15 hours. No one's sunk a ball. Eric's like, no, we're like we got this. And they're like, no, we're leaving. Frankie is apparently an alto. Sure. He sings even, in the church choir and he has to go to practice. I don't even care enough to get into why Frankie could not be an alto. but um, She has an angelic voice. Just, and then as they leave, Eric takes a look at the table, hits the ball, sinks every single one. He does scratch, though. Does he the scratch? Cue ball, the table is clear. At oh. least the cue ball went in. Oh, uh, well, then. So it didn't matter. Technically, Frankie won that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah and that's that's the that's episode just kind of ends there it does um what did you rate it i gave it an eight and a half eight and a half really yeah i liked it uh yeah okay i, I felt like it was a more serious episode but it felt pretty balanced sure the pool stuff was a little strange but i still enjoyed it um but yeah I, I guess it was just a really good character moment for Feeny, mm-hmm. especially. Um, yeah, I gave it a seven and a half. I think I'm actually going to drop it down to a seven in talking about it. Um, this is a solid episode. It really is. It's it's solid like all the others. I just don't care. Like, if it was all the Sean and Feeny stuff, like, I would be a lot more higher on it. Um, I don't know. The, the abrupt ending. It's good. It's a solid episode. It is a solid season three episode. All of them have been pretty solid so far. Mm-hmm. But... I think I'm dropping it down to a seven. That's fair. Um, what is your MVP? Feeny. I, I can do Feeny or Sean. So I can I feel like it was like a level of acting from William Daniels that like really added a lot of depth to Feeny. Yeah. Sean was definitely funnier. Feeny was more heartfelt. And Feeny did annoy me at some points because he was a little too curmudgeonly. Um but it's just a stodgy old principle. I can do Feeny. Feeny is a good choice. And what did you call it? Boys Meet Grady's Axe. Or Boy Meets Grady's Axe. <laughs> I, I thought of that, but then I said Boy Meets Feeny for real. Ooh, Boy Meets Feeny for real. Let's do that. Boy Meets Feeny. I feel like it had more to do with it. I thought Grady's Axe at one point, too. Yeah. <laughs> one of our, I think our very first episode is Boy Meets Feeny. This is Boy Meets Feeny for real. Even though it's more Sean meeting Feeny. Mm-hmm. Boy Meets Sean meets Feeny. <laughs> Boy Meets Sean meets Feeny. <laughs> Boy Meets Sean meets Feeny meets Grady's Axe. Meets Mexican pool. The cider cut. <laughs> the cider cut. Hashtag the cider cut. Hashtag the cider cut. Um, but yeah, that's the episode. Um, it's good. It's yeah. it's a good episode. I'm ready for season three to pick up a little bit. I mean, I say that. I feel like it has picked up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And there's been some very good episodes, and there's still several more really good episodes to come. It's true. It's true. Um, I, I liked the Missy Robinson episode a lot more than I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. Um, I always know the New Year's episode is going to be a banger. So mm. um, this is a solid episode. So which buck up, buckers. Buck up, buckers. Um, this is this is a solid episode, though j- by just being solid, it kind of felt like a letdown a little bit. Um, it's definitely better than some episodes this season. But so anyway, season three going strong. Mm-hmm. Still, still chugging along. We, I think this will come out on the last Thursday of January, which will wrap up our review drive. I mm-hmm. suppose we're up to three additional reviews since the end of December or beginning of December. So they still have time. Yeah, go out there Please, and review it. Just a review. You don't even have to write anything. You can just leave a starred review, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah, we really want people to find us, um, and that's a huge way to help. Yeah, it's a we huge way. Do not pay to advertise. And we never will. We never will. Because we don't have any money. And why would we? Yeah. We mostly do this for us and for you guys. And for Bishop Cider Company. <laughs> yeah, for Bishop Cider Company. <laughs> they own us now. <laughs> they haven't even made a move. They, they just do. We'll be on their payroll by the end of 2021. You just wait and see. Yeah. Um, Official spokes podcasters. 
Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, interact with us um, at BG World Fever on Twitter, uh, BG World Fever at gmail.com. Let us know if you had to buy your own books in high school. Yeah, um, we, we definitely, like, we have a few friends, uh, Charlie and uh, Aaron, who interact with us pretty regularly. Um, but we'd love to hear from just all of you Anybody. out there. Anybody at all. Um, so, yeah, get at us. Get at us. And we mean that in the positive way. Not like when we tell people we don't like to get at us. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Get at us and be friendly. Get at us and be friendly. Um, thank you to Dizzy Parker for our theme song. Yeah. Um, still still great. Very still good. loving it. Uh, if you want to find Dizzy and all the stuff he does, link is in the description of this episode. Yep, so you can always check it out there. Um, make sure you check out uh, Robert Rodriguez's We Can Be Heroes on Netflix. Or, or watch any Sky of the High. Any good movies that we mentioned before. Which is a better movie. I think I'm going to go watch We Could Be Heroes again. After you leave. You're not, though. No, I'm not. I'm kind of sleepy. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. So from all of us here, the Boy Meets World Fever. So, so long, world. So long, world. When this boy meets world.